You're listening to The Big Review Ski on Joe, brought to you by Omniplex Cinemas. Greetings, movie fans. My name's Owen Doherty. You're all very welcome to The Big Review Ski with Omniplex Cinemas and my Omnipass. I'm delighted to be joined by two very special people today. They're both members of a super species thought to be mere myths, but they've now risen from the depths of the earth to vie for supremacy and all of human existence hangs in the balance. It is, of course... Rory Cashin and Paul Moore, welcome to the show. I think that's maybe the most accurate uh, introduction <laughs> you've given us so far. Yeah. My, my thinking instantly turned to the mole people in The Simpsons coming up from underground when Hans Moleman had the secret lair. Oh, yeah. Whereas I know we're talking about, like, you know, I think a, a certain monster movie, but yeah. There might be a certain monster movie so, out like, this week, maybe. It's not Hans Moleman, is it? It's not Hans Moleman, <laughs> King of the Monsters. No, that is not. I, that is I not need the, the biggest monster you have. No, that's too big. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if you'd like to get in touch with either of these, uh, super species like I can see both of you just wrecking cities like just walking around just absolutely we have been pitching for our Jurassic Kong Rampage Meg film haven't mm-hmm. we yeah we don't even need actors just everything <laughs> just and guys. Godzilla as well Jurassic Rampage Meg Park Zilla Park. Yeah. <laughs> Park. Yeah. yeah. I'd watch that. Um, uh, so if you would like to get in touch, you can tweet us at BiggerViewSki or you can get in touch on Instagram as well. And please don't forget to subscribe to the show where you can hear lots more amazing introductions like that. Um, as ever, we're here to spoil you rotten this week. And we have, I think it's four amazing stars in the show. So we're going to have uh, Tarn Edgerton and Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, the stars of Rocketman, and also O'Shea Jackson Jr. and Millie Bobby Brown. Why does everybody have so many names? It's a lot. It's a lot. Taron Edgerton's the only one with two names in there. And his is hard to say. Yeah, it's a toughie. Taron Edgerton. Uh, the latter two, uh, which I think made up about 12 words there, um, they're both the stars of Godzilla, King of the Monsters, so they're going to be coming up later on the show. But first of all, we're kicking things off with this week's big question. And for this week's big question, it's over to me. Um, now, uh, I'm Owen. How's it going? Nice try to yourself. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> Thanks, Owen. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I was thinking, uh, we've talked about uh, our, some of our favourite films before, um, some of our favourite scenes, favourite actors, all that kind of stuff. But I was wondering, what is the one film that, uh, if someone asks for a recommendation, uh, you're like, oh, they probably haven't seen this one? Because obviously everyone recommends some amazing films that everybody talks about. Yeah. But what is that hidden gem of a film that you absolutely love recommending? And whenever they go and watch it, they go, I was really disappointed by your recommendation. <laughs> and I'll never trust you. <laughs> and I'll never trust you ever again. But that you still love it no matter what. So the film uh, that I was thinking of, uh, that I love uh, suggesting to people, is a film from 2009. And it is Fired Up. Is that a joke? No. What? Have you seen Fired Up? I never, ever would have thought this from you. Are you serious? So, you have seen it? Yeah. Yeah. And you love it? No. No? Why not? I don't remember having any opinion on it. Really? Paul, have you seen it? It completely washed over me at the time. So, 2009's uh, Fired Up. There's a a group... of friends who of mine, we absolutely love this film so it was kind of in that era of like <laughs> weird kind of high stuff. school yeah, yeah. comedies and uh, it was about two guys who like are the stars of the football team and uh, they discovered that instead of being uh, members of the American football team why don't they head to cheerleader camp instead um, but I actually thought it was like a really smart funny film and I've had some of the best times of my life watching that film what an empty life. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, true. It's I have, true. yeah, like... Is this the guys who did the Super Troopers? That group, is it the Lizard no, thing? God, no, 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 no. It's, it's not them. It's actually, it's directed by Will Gluck, and this was his first film, and he went on to do Easy A. Oh. Which I love. This, yeah. Which is a really smart high school comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stone. So I think the, uh, the beginnings of that uh, were in here. And even watching back some of the scenes, things like Pitch Perfect uh, mm. is such a rip-off of this, except this was cheerleader camp as opposed to a cappella groups. Right. Um, but we have... I, I can tell by both your faces that you're no, like, I, I don't no, I just believe never would have no, made I, that jump. Yeah. You know, but like, <laughs> I will absolutely give it another... Please do. Another go. Like, I kind of recognise Buff, Luke, Owen Wilson. 
Dumb and Dumber, something Olsen. Oh, Olsen-y. right, yes, yes. It's, it's Olsen something, isn't it? So um, their, their names are, no, we have them here, because this is the thing. His name is Eric Christian Olsen, that's it, and he was in Community as well. The third Olsen And his best pal is Nicholas D'Augusto. But um, their careers really took off. Yeah, and, didn't yes. they? Um, but this is the thing, it's just, but your man uh, who plays the coach is absolutely hilarious. Uh, works with uh, Christopher Guest and yeah, a lot of his uh, improvisation. Yeah. Uh, his name is John Michael Higgins. It's one of those things, you, like, you don't know anybody in the cast. You have to look up all of their names. But uh, I know there's a little clip of Fired Up here where uh, John Michael Higgins is introducing himself as the coast, uh, as the coast, as the coach uh, of the cheerleading camp. And he's explained to them about a very particular move that they cannot do at the camp. Oh. Yes, ma'am, right here. I heard that there was this really hard move called the Fountain of Troy that some team did at the Worlds. Were we going to learn how to do that? Sure, I'll teach you how to do the Fountain of Troy. <laughs> then I'm going to teach you how to put makeup on a bear. <laughs> Absolutely not. Not only is that move nearly impossible to execute, it's extremely dangerous. That move is prohibidado. Prohibidado. And I say that in Spanish because that's how exotic and not allowed it is. You can't even say Fountain of Troy at this cheer camp. Go ahead and say it. Oh, stop it, what are you doing? This isn't a game. I'm not playing around up here. Honey. It's just a joke. First week of cheer camp, lighten things up, have a good time. Everybody say it now, Fountain of Troy. Oh, dear Lord, oh gosh, shut up, shut up and Josh. He's lost his mind. Stop it, stop it. Nobody does the Fountain of Troy at this cheer camp. So let's all hit the bunks and get a good night's sleep. Welcome to cheer camp. That's a funny clip. I'm so Isn't it? <laughs> You better I, be telling the I truth. I am going to go to my nearest extravision and rent this now. Do, do. <laughs> it is highly, highly recommended. And as I said, myself and my brother, Killian, actually invented uh, a drinking game. If you're watching it late at night, it's good fun. Yeah. Are there kind of rules to the game? Or? Oh, yeah, no. Watch the movie So you do know the drinking game. Yeah. Oh, I love that game so much. But, uh, yeah, so Fired Up is my suggestion to go and uh, go and check it out. Right. Well, okay, I will. Yeah. All right. Roy, is yours also Fired Up? No. No, unfortunately not. Um, mine is from 2014. And uh, just to be a total snob about it, it was Foreign Language. What is this? It was nominated for Best oh, Foreign good. Language Movie. It's called Wild Tales. Um, it is the darkest comedy I've ever seen. It is. It tells the story of six uh, short, well, six short stories that uh, it's not immediately clear how they're all linked, but they all have to do with people getting revenge on other people for either tiny like slights or the biggest things you can imagine. Like the very first one, uh, not not ruining anything, is all these people on the plane are like, oh, we've all won this trip to like a, an exotic location. Uh, and they're like, oh, you you all won it as well. That's so funny. That This whole plane is just full of people who've won it. And then slowly they realise that they've all bullied the same person. And then they realise the person they bullied is flying the plane. Oh, no. <laughs> so This sounds like the perfect Rory Cashin it's film. Like, <laughs> uh, it's really, really, really funny. Super dark. Uh, it was nominated for Best Foreign Language. No one I know has seen it. Have you I, I watched it because you wrote an article it was on Film Four, and I watched it on your recommendation. Oh. It was fantastic! See, there you go. It's already worked. That works. Yeah. I don't read any of your work, so <laughs> I don't take. I, I can't. Blank I can't no, I know. <laughs> Too busy watching Fired Up. Watch pictures. <laughs> I just watch Fired Up and drink. That's it. Can you explain it to me via cheerleading? <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's a medium I understand. Uh, yeah, if you haven't seen it. Hugely, hugely, hugely recommend it. Okay, Wild Tales. I don't, I don't have a clip because it's in foreign. <laughs> it's in you foreign, can't hear subtitles. This is so. true. This is true. Um, no, definitely go and check Wild Tales. Um, Paul, I'm excited. What See, did you go I for? I get this an awful lot because I used to work in a DVD store, if you remember them. So, like, you'd always try and go for something a bit left to centre and you can kind of gauge what people want when they come in. So, you're like, okay, you're usually... You'd think you would, except he just said far <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, true. True. that's true. So, I'd be like, oh, I'm going for, I don't know, some... I don't know, romantic stuff now if you ever came into my store in the past. Where's that time machine? But I went for an action film that kind of was below the radar, which was uh, Equilibrium, which kind of was post-Matrix before Bale was Batman, kind of in that period when he's just about to establish himself as a really big leading, uh, leading a, uh, a, A-list uh, leading man. And uh, the fight sequences are brilliant. I mean, John Wick is rightfully getting praise for gung-fu and all this stuff. This actually genuinely invented a different type of, I suppose... 
gung-fu, I guess, at the time. Uh, oddly enough, Tay Diggs is his uh, antagonist in this. Do you remember Tay Diggs? Vaguely. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's directed by Kurt Wimmer uh, and really taps into kind of like the George Orwell vibe of like the dystopian future. If you like sci-fi, you'll get a bit out of it. If you love action films, there's a lot in this. Like it's stylish as hell. Is Sean Bean in this as well? Yeah, he is, yeah. He presumably dies. And uh, yeah, he does. <laughs> kind of before the, uh, like obviously V Vendetta, the comic book was written years before, but then that came out and I got a lot of that sort of dystopian vibe to it, but just ticks a lot of boxes. And in terms of action, it was one of those films that really went on the radar and it only has like 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, which goes to show you that not all the time, I think it's... Oh yeah, oh, well, yeah. yeah. People, yeah. Like, stupid critics <laughs> get it wrong all the time. <laughs> yeah. Here's my uh, review. <laughs> uh, yeah, now doesn't he... Doesn't he get found out because he won't kill a puppy? Yes, that's so it's it. got oh, a it is very, very John, John Wick. Yeah, he's but set like a dystopian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bale yeah. starts out as like an enforcer to kind of uh, restrict all independent thought, and like certain books have to be burned. So it's yeah. very, very yeah. George Orwell. Uh, but then he ends up flipping to the uh, the Freedom Fighters essentially. Of a puppy. Yeah, because of a puppy. puppy. Listen, we'd all turn for a and puppy. It's stylish like, you know what I mean? as hell. It shot the shot the hell out of it, which is uh, a shame because Kurt Wimmer went on to do like. Point Break and Total Recall remakes. Oh, which right, which were yeah, not fantastic at all. Um, was that not Len Wiseman who did Total Recall? Oh, it could have been. I know Kurt Wimmer did like a, a few other terrible, he did one called Ultraviolet with oh, no. Mili Jovovich, oh, which is right. one of the worst films ever made. Um, Len Wiseman did do the, the remake of, of Total Recall. I know, no, I'm just remembering. I was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You mentioned Film 4 there earlier on. I think Equilibrium is possibly one of the most Film 4 films of all time. Yeah, it's it always on at like 11.05pm on like a Thursday evening. <laughs> yeah, on a because it's great. I remember, uh, I really liked Equilibrium whenever I saw it, and I always remember there's one scene stuck with me. Is there a, a samurai oh, in sword, and the guy gets completely chopped, and it looks, uh, mm. looks brilliant. I remember it looking brilliant at the time, and then uh, Fired Up is also mm. a class film but I'm that a, people I'm, should watch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a sucker for this genre, like dystopian future stuff anyway, and action stuff, because I never saw any of the John Wick films or anything like that. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I ticked um, my boxes, even before I even knew I had those want to see puppy saved, want to see ridiculously over-the-top action boxes. I didn't yeah. even know they were in me. So three really good recommendations there. Well, <laughs> the first one is anyway. Uh, fired Up, Wild Tales and Equilibrium. Yes, the uh, Oscar-nominated so <laughs> Fired Up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the guy from Dumb and Dumber. I'd say it probably has about 13% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So, um, yes. Now, uh, those are old films. You can go and check them out. But new films are also coming out. And uh, <laughs> That's how it works. That's how it works. <laughs> I didn't even write that one down. <laughs> That's just off the top of my head. What? Go, new films are also coming in out. cinemas. Omniplex cinemas. Sometimes you get a sneak films peek at them. Before, but also films in the future. Sometimes you get a sneak peek at those new films. It's called a trailer. For this week's big trailer, it's over to Roy Cashin. Oh, my God. You got a sneak peek of how your mind works. Yeah, there, like, what, segue. What, what's our new Perfect. film? It is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, gotcha. starring uh, everyone in Hollywood. <laughs> um, it's kind of based around the Charles Manson family, but seems to be primarily based on DiCaprio's uh, actor, who is kind of like no longer good or seen good, uh, seen as being good in Hollywood, and his stuntman, uh, who's played by Brad Pitt. It's Tarantino's ninth of ten movies that he says he's going to do before he retires. Um, it screened at Cannes. It seems very long. I think it's pushing three hours, but reviews are fantastic. Um, and then he did a Q&A and pissed everyone off again. That's right, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually thought, because he was asked about, because uh, as you said, Leonardo DiCaprio... Uh, Brad Pitt's in there, Al Pacino, but Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie uh, seems like the third highest billed person in the film. Yeah. And apparently she has next to no dialogue. Yeah, and people were uh, criticising Quentin Tarantino um, in terms of, um, yeah, just not giving uh, her and her female role uh, enough of a chance against like the, the male actors. Well, it's been um, released on like the 50th anniversary of Sharon Tate's murder. As well. Coincidentally, right, okay. like, which I thought was like... Ugh. Which is who like, she's playing yeah. uh, in the film. Um, well, so this is uh, a little sneak peek, as we said, of a brand new film, uh, Once mm. Upon a Time <laughs> in Hollywood. I'm Rick Dalton. It's my pleasure, Mr. Schwartz. Oh, me Marvin. Put it there. That your son? No, it's my stunt double, Cliff Booth. Last night, we watched a Rick Dalton double feature. <laughs> All the shooting. <laughs> I love that stuff, you know, the killing. A lot of killing. Anybody order fried sourdough? 
brilliant soundtrack in the uh, in the trailer straight away. Rick Dalton, is brilliant it? character name. Oh, I love the music, and I've no idea what it is. Oh, but I just like I thought there was music I should have recognised. Okay, no, it's just it's class. Sure, um, the trailer's really <laughs> well uh, put together, and again, a lot of. Quentin Tarantino characters just attacking Nazis, which is uh, no bad thing, and burning them up there. Um, excited about this one? Yeah, like uh, like Tar- like Tarantino's one of those directors that everything he does is kind of an event. So yeah. even if you don't like a lot of his stuff, you will go and see it. Uh, it looks very funny, which I wouldn't have presumed was the right tone to take mm. for this particular story. But, you know, he, he likes making trouble. Um, and he makes trouble better than most. So, and that cast is insane. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I like. I'm, I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to react to it. Yeah. I guess is the best way to put it. It looks like Brad Pitt's going to be super cool in it, and Leonardo DiCaprio is just going to make a fool of himself, but in a, in a really funny, good way. Yeah, I think that's yeah. Like DiCaprio has better comic timing I think that Brad Pitt I've never known Pitt to like <laughs> to any, any time any, actually no True Burn Romance. After Reading True Romance is good which was a Tarantino yeah. script yeah. Yeah. Burn After Reading he, uh, he was true. not afraid to make a tit of himself about yeah. either so um, so when's that out? August 15th sweet stay tuned Somewhere. for that yeah summertime um, now for other new films that are actually out right now uh, we had the review of Rocketman the biopic about uh, Elton John uh, played by the wonderful uh, and charming Tarn Edgerton. Uh, we did promise all all the viewers, all the listeners, that we would have Tarn Edgerton on the show, and we've got him. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Please welcome to the no, studio. I thought it was Elton John. Elton John, yeah. He's <laughs> just that good he an is actor. Elton John. That's what the indistinguishable. Says. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, before we hear from Tarn, here is a little look at Rocket Man. There are moments in a rock star's life that define who he is. Where there was darkness. There is no you. And it's going to be a wild ride. You were a fan of this film, recommended it last week. In fact, somebody that actually listened to your recommendation was Palmer. Oh, yeah. Well, I was kind of had to. There's no sound barrier here. In between. Yeah. Just... yeah. yeah. I have Rory on mute by yeah. doing this la 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 la. Um, I don't know if you missed it. Last wh- <laughs> what did you think of it? I really liked it. Yeah, I thought Rory's uh, comparison to Moulin Rouge is perfectly apt. It's more. Uh, theatrical than let's say biographical like Bohemian Rhapsody but uh, there were moments I looked at it and I was like that's Elton John like Edgerton is so good in it um, music is great uh, I thought it was a really clever transition to get from the younger Elton into the older one with this Saturday Night's Alright for Fighting Vibe and Richard Madden <clears throat> I went the whole spectrum on his character it was like from like I love this guy he's so charming to what an absolute bastard uh, he's really good. Great supporting cast. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's very good in a role I had never really seen her do before. Yeah, really, really good. If you're uh, even if you don't have an interest in Elton John stuff, go check it out. Brilliant yeah, stuff. It's much better than Bo Rap. Oh, no, easily. Yeah, we're Most still going with Bo Rap. Yeah, we're keeping it. Cool. We're, we're keep- <laughs> Why are you fighting against? I'm not. Cool? I know. It just it's like I wish I was that cool. I wish I could pull off Say Bo Rap. So. But I just it doesn't feel right coming out of my mouth. Um, but yes, yeah, so as we said, you had a chance to speak to Tyron, Rory, and uh, the full interview is up on Joe. It is a very, very enjoyable interview because he oh. talks about uh, sexy hot pants. Yes, not a lot of uh, opportunity to bring that up with with uh, actors. But, yeah, but uh, in an Elton John film. It's, it's tough to get around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But this uh, particular clip that we picked out uh, isn't about sexy hot pants, but it's just, um, as we said last week, Tarnagent seems to be really like emotionally connected and mm. affected by the film. So whenever, whenever you were saying just nice things about him and about the film, it seemed like to really make an impact on him. Yeah, like I, I like it's easier to to talk to the talent when you genuinely like the film. So I was just like I said 
the most basic, like, this is really good and you are really good in it. And his response took a second because I was like, oh, shit, he's, oh. About to, he's about to cry. Is he going to cry? And I was like, please don't cry in this interview because then I'll cry and then we'll be, this whole thing will be ruined. But yeah, like he does, he does seem genuinely uh, emotionally invested in the film being good. Uh, and he's very like, well, if, if I thought it was good and other people hated it, then I'd have to start questioning my choices going <laughs> yeah. forward, which is legitimate. Because if you're like, this is good, you're like, no, it's no, it's, no, no. it's it's not. So uh, um, yeah. yeah, so this is uh, a little clip of Rory trying to make Taron Egerton cry. Yeah. It's really, it's a relief because, you know, we've all, we've all worked phenomenally hard to kind of try and make something that we would feel proud of. And it sort of has come together in, as recently as the past couple of weeks with all the sound mixing and everything, but the edit was locked some, a few weeks ago. And I watched it without all of the effects and all the finished sound, but I thought, well, that cut is that's something to be proud of. And um, and I think had, had people not agreed, um, I, I would have thought that maybe... Uh, I could know I had poor judgment, so sure. I, it's really nice to um, to be validated in that way. Well, I like like I said, every aspect of it. I actually can't wait to recommend it to people who normally wouldn't go to see this kind of film because I'm like, it's not what you're expecting. Rory, you're a legend. So, is the reason you love Taron Egerton so much just because he called I didn't you a legend? Say I loved him. You said I loved him. Well, well I, I, I get, I, I get from you that you love him. Taron. We do, we do yeah. love him. But he's never. I love him the most because he called me a legend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, did you pay him to say that? I don't have enough money to pay anyone to say anything. <laughs> to <do> anything. <laughs> um, yeah. No. Uh, Taron being lovely as ever. As I said, you can check out the full interview uh, up online. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard plays his mammy in Shingle. the film. Uh, which seems like a weird kind of because she doesn't seem like she's old enough. She to is play eight years older than, than Terrence. Terrence. Okay, okay, but uh, but she is good in the film. She's really really good. Yeah, she she nails the accent, which I thought was very EastEnders. Uh, she she does the whole glamorous icy mother thing really well. Um, and when I asked her, I was like, "Is it tough to play someone's mother knowing that you are?" kind of one of the villains in the movie um and she she was quite honest about it she was like this is how he remembers it this isn't maybe exactly how reality played out but he's seen his mother as someone who who hated him so i had to play her that way so that's like that's you get around it with the fantasy element of yeah. of the biopic but yeah she's um it's my second time interviewing her because I interviewed her previously for Fallen Kingdom with Chris Pratt and she just ran away with her talking about dolphins down in Kerry and yeah. I was like, how did we get here? She is a bundle of energy. Uh, she is joyous. <laughs> yes. and Effervescent. Yes, and <laughs> since we were, uh, I did bring up, you know, from Ireland, we had talked about Jurassic World and I had heard rumours on the Shh, grapevine rumors, rumors. Yeah. that yeah. Uh, Jurassic World 3 was filming in Ireland. Uh, so I had to ask. Because there are like a lot of dinosaurs 10. here. Yeah. I think yeah. some of them were running for election last week. Hello, topical political, political humor. humor. Get it. <laughs> um, the doll reviews came out, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, show, show. I had to, I had to ask. I was like, can you confirm or deny there are t- Tyrannosaurus Rexes <laughs> in Ireland? In Ireland. <laughs> Asking the big questions, the hard-hitting investigative journalism that you're looking for about new films. Here's Rory chatting to Bryce Dallas Hard. Is it true that even maybe you or not, I don't know, but any part of Jurassic World 3 has been filming in Ireland? I can't answer that question. You, know, you, can't, <laughs> you can't even say if they've been over? <laughs> I can't say anything. Okay. I'm not saying no. Okay. That's okay. Well, I hope you <laughs> did or did not enjoy your time in Ireland. <laughs> I wasn't there. Okay, okay. I think. Okay, we can we can feel it. My toes are like curling right now. I'm like, ah! (laughs) Well, thank you for that. Steven Spielberg will come out here with a raptor. No. Uh, Thank you for that kind of answer, and I look forward to talking to you for the. Thank you. Thanks, Bryce. (laughs) Yeah, it seems like Bryce Dallas Hard can't really keep a secret. (laughs) Well, she. She neither confirmed nor denied. This is true. So but, she but was, confirmed. But, but definitely <laughs> confirmed. But for, from lack of denial, did confirm, yes. I guess. Uh, yeah, I think what it will end up being is not maybe what everyone expects it to be. But I am excited to see what she did or did not uh, 
hint towards. <laughs> yes. Or didn't hint towards. <laughs> yeah. And I love the fact, again, like, uh, as desperate as we always are, the three of us, I am desperate. to find any oh, <laughs> full stop, just full stop, <laughs> but specifically in relation to, Asterisk. we're now claiming, uh, or potentially claiming, uh, Jurassic World 3 as, as an Irish production, yeah. if some of it or yeah. something was, was filmed here as well. So we'll take it. Um, it's going to be more leaks from her Star Wars episode she's directing than anything. She, she's <laughs> yeah. she's moving into directing now. Yeah. Brilliant, so, yeah. There, there won't be a secret kept on that set anyway. <laughs> Not at all. Um, so that is Rocketman uh, out in cinemas. Uh, highly recommended by both Paul and Rory oh, as well. And, and uh, the director interview, Dexter Fletcher is up on live. Oh, well. yes, of course, Dexter's up there as well. Most fondly remembered as Babyface in Bugsy Malone. And Bo Rap director. <laughs> and Bo Rap. Oh, he came in to rescue the show. Oh, he directed it. We yeah. can say yeah. <laughs> um, The non-Oscar winning director. <laughs> yeah. um, one of the other big releases that's out this week is Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Um, again, we've interviews with the director, Mr. Michael Doherty. Yeah. Um, no relation. Also, no relation. Spells it different. Um, Michael, Owen, they're two different names anyway. Um, really bad joke. Sorry, mark it down. Oh, God. I knew, well, as soon actually. as I said it, well. it was, I shouldn't it have scarred it. Well. Yeah. It's a long <laughs> without yeah, a terrible, smart. terrible joke. I saw the dreaded diamond pen coming out the glint. <laughs> Just caught my eye. Um, but yes, we also have O'Shea Jackson Jr. and Millie Bobby Brown, two of the other stars of the film. Uh, we couldn't get Godzilla. He's just, he only does things like the Graham Norton show and Late Night US it's Talk too big shows. For us now. Too big for us. Too many. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, before uh, we get chatting to the stars of the film, here's a little look at Godzilla, King of the Monsters. So you'd want to make Godzilla our pet? No. We would be his. They all respond directly to an alpha. Okay, so that wasn't the Godzilla clip that I was planning. Far more terrifying. (laughs) Way more terrifying. That is, of course, Pogzilla, uh, King King of of the the Monsters. King of the Dogsters. King of the Dogsters (laughs) with Katora in there as well. Uh, You know how we feel about cats. Yeah, I would watch a full, like, 95-minute version of that I would solely fund $200 million <laughs> version of that. This is Roy Cashin who said he has no money to pay anyone This to is do why anything. I have no money. I keep investing in those terrible people. Put the bag in there too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, that was, uh, yeah, do, if we should start a, a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter for uh, making that a real film. Uh, that was our pals over in Joe.co.uk UK put that together and uh, it is fantastic. But let's take an actual look at the actual film, which is actually Godzilla, King of the Actual Monsters. Actually. Actually. What we are witnessing here is the return of Titans. How many of these things are there? Seventeen and counting. That's messed up. Kidora. Oh my. They're moving like a pack. They're hunting. They all respond directly to an alpha. We stop this Ghidorah. We stop them all. Is there another creature that might stand a chance against him? That film also looks amazing, as well as the the Pogzilla one. The real yeah. one also looks like good. The, the Godzilla looks, uh, yeah, less less intimidating. Again, <laughs> yeah. there's just no cats. That's what it is. Yeah. Well, as we've established previously on the show, cats are the most evil force on the planet. Mm. Like I like this December when Cats is coming out, someone else is going to have to <laughs> like, not doing it. Not doing it at all. Um, okay, so as we said, we did promise O'Shea Jackson Jr., um, who we're fans of uh, here on the show because. Yeah. Uh, What's he been in so Den far? Den of Thieves. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And uh, Longshot. Yeah, he's great in Longshot, yeah. yeah. So he's putting together this really nice, sweet kind of CV of just really strong performances, mm-hmm. um, supporting roles in some of them, and then straight out of Compton, obviously one of the leads in that as well. And, uh, like, no uh, fear of, like, kind of stepping out of his dad's 
uh, Kenny Shadow, who is Mr. Ice Cube. And like, there was never even a need for a paternity test there. They're like, actually, I don't even know if there was a mother involved. It's just, it's literally Ice Cube produced O'Shea Jackson Spawn, Jr. Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, the only like real, I feel the only proper difference is that uh, Ice Cube, I don't think I've ever seen him smile. Whereas O'Shea is one of the like happiest dudes I've ever encountered. Like, <laughs> if your dad like kind of changed the music genre or like the music as we know it, and uh, and it's just incredibly minted, and you've got an acting career off the back, I'd be smiling all the time as well. I never have to pay for anything. Yeah, yeah, no, um, he, uh, he's just such a lovely, lovely dude. Um, <clears throat> I interviewed him once before for Den of Thieves and told him that O'Shea is essentially an Irish name mm-hmm. and that it means hawk-like or majestic. Which he absolutely loved. He was joyous at the news of that. So when I sat down with him this time, like it's been uh, nearly two years since then. So the first thing I said was like, I don't know if you remember, but I actually told you about your name. It was it meant hawk like, and he's like, and majestic, Rory. I was like, oh, <laughs> did you remember? He watched the interview on Joe <laughs> just before. Like, yeah. Cube Junior, yeah. instantly like that. And I was like, oh, you do remember, great. And I told Millie I did try to find a definition for her yeah. name, but Millie is super not an Irish name, so uh, it is a French name, and I told her what it meant in that, and she you'll see her reaction. But also, uh, this is her, her first movie ever. Like she's done, obviously, Stranger Things and stuff, but for her first movie, she's genuinely involved in saving the world. So it's like, this is a big first step for you. <laughs> uh, how, do you how do you feel about that? So here's her reaction to what her name means and to saving the world for the first time. I don't know if you remember, we met once before for Den of Thieves and I told you that your name was a super Irish name. Yeah, I that know. That meant dude. hawk-like. Hawk-like. Yeah, majestic. which is... Or majestic. You do yeah. remember, yeah, bless. On, bro. Uh, but I looked up to see if Millie maybe had a particular Irish slant. It turns out it doesn't. It's super French. Did you know that? Super French. Oh. <laughs> but Merci it, <laughs> But it actually means uh, subtle strength. Oh. Ooh. Which means, you, you know, they're strong, but you don't realize it. Yeah. Which is a lovely segue to the movie because... Uh, because oh, Madison is very strong. Yes, and you don't think it immediately, but it turns out you have a big part in trying to save the world. Yeah. And for a first movie, that's a... It's a big... That's a big take. It's a big thing. How, how do you feel about that? You know, I had a really great, like, cast to kind of help me along, you know. I had never done a movie before, and everyone else had. So for me, I was like, oh, God, like, okay, please. Uh (laughs) Hi, (laughs) my name's Millie, you know. And even though I was on a TV show, it it was so different, you know. So I I was just kind of, it was like the first day of school. I was like, oh, God, oh, God. And then everybody kind of just welcomed me in immediately. Like, when I say welcomed me, it was because I'm just, I'm a minor, you know. I, I, I usually just go to school, go on set, go to school, go on set. But on the set, like, everybody was just really, like, it was like I kind of got treated, like, the same as everyone, which was nice. O'Shea Jackson Jr. is incredibly smiley. He is, yeah. He loves a good smile, does O'Shea. That's <laughs> how you know he's Irish. Great. Yeah. He's super smiley. Great uh, feet. Yeah. Great feetless. Uh, yeah, so you, you mentioned there that he's putting together a pretty good CV. And as is our jobs, when we go to interview these people, uh, we've, we're always looking to see what they do next. So I brought up the fact that Millie is already signed on for 2020s. Uh, Godzilla v Kong. <laughs> you could say twenty more Godzilla films. No. <laughs> Bring him twenty on. more films. Twenty twenties Godzilla v Kong, which I'm very excited about. Yes, but O'Shea on his IMDb page is down for something very exciting. Something I feel Paul would be very excited about, uh, and I'm just going to let O'Shea's reaction. Spell that out. Okay. I was looking at IMDb and your next two projects in this, and I got so excited for them both because I am obviously a massive oh, film no. fan. Anyway, one is Godzilla v Kong, yeah. and one is Space Jam Two. I knew he was going to say I'm not in. <laughs> Listen, the internet is too powerful. I'm uh-huh. not in Space Jam Two. Are you upset Somebody, about it? Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm furious. Okay. <laughs> you know, the internet just took something and they ran with it, and a report got out of them in Space Jam Two. That's not I the think, case. I think. But I want to be. The story is get Shay in Space Jam Two. Or don't that's, believe that's everything one. you read. But yeah, true that. Yeah. And also get Shay in. Hashtag get hey, Shay in Space Jam Two. Oh, okay. I need it. Yeah. Well, which we, is, we which also goes different. into hashtag okay. Pay Shay. Okay. Shay, right. Shay Jam Two, maybe. Yeah, Shay Jam Two. Perfect. Well, Roy, you yeah. were right. 
Yep. As ever. Mm-hmm. Um, Space Jam 2 does feel like a very Paul Moore film. I'm already thinking, is he going to be like on the Monsters team? Is he going to be on <laughs> LeBron's team? I'm already thinking like... <laughs> he might not be in that at all. Uh, well, this is the thing. He's in it, damn it. He's in it. I'm willing to not. He's not in it, but he does want but us to start... But he says he's not in it. Okay. So, so he does want he us to start... He can send it. his dad into a meeting and he'll get a, he'll get a role. Like Ice Cube yeah. will intimidate you till you break it. Say. But the petition, we're going to get that up and running anyway to get him... I think we should. Okay. Change.org. It's a good... <laughs> it's a good use of our time. Yeah. Uh, definitely. So Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Um, it is out in cinemas now. I know, Roy, your review is up online. I haven't read it yet. As I said, I don't read any of your work and I can't read anyway. Yeah. Um, one of the things I loved about the trailer, which look amazing, use uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow and some Debussy as well. The music in them is mm. brilliant. They're just beautifully put together. I'm hoping the film's along the same veins. Uh, but there is one brilliant line in the film where Kyle Chandler says, my God, we said we love my God lines. We do. Uh, we and then Bra- <laughs> yeah, and then Bradley Whitford adds in a little Zilla. And you're like, yes, <laughs> my God, Zilla, <laughs> which works for me. Uh, but that, yeah, works that, for that works for me. It's like West Wing level dialogue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but did the rest of the film work for you? Uh, okay, so I also interviewed the movie's writer and director, Michael Doherty, and he uh, he said that the first movie was to him alien. And this, to him, was Aliens. Mm. And that's okay. a trigger for me, because we know how I feel about yes. Aliens. And of course, because this film is a sequel to Godzilla. Yep. Yeah, just in case Godzilla's. <laughs> Godzilla's. <laughs> Many Godzilla's are like 120 Godzilla yeah. films at this stage. Uh, so he, he was like, yeah, the first one's all hinting and shadow and blah, blah, blah. And this one's like, more, more, more. Now, the thing I feel he may have forgotten about uh, Aliens is that even though yet yeah, there is more and more, more it's almost an hour before the first alien pops up in Aliens mm-hmm. and the characters are great and the dialogue is, is still great in this anytime anyone is talking it is like as a director he's great as a scriptwriter, he needs just to pass that on to someone else because you're saying there the my Godzilla line <laughs> yeah. almost every line in this film is like what I call a trailer line Right, where it's okay. like, my God, what's happened? What have you done? <laughs> Look at this thing. Like, everything, no one speaks in conversations. Everything is aligned. I'd be like, that's a good trailer line. Like, we can put that in later. Um, but whenever the action is happening, it looks incredible. It sounds incredible. It's so, so loud in a really great way because obviously it has to be. It's like huge monsters and shit, yeah. like, kicking each other to death. Um, yeah, like... It's it's half a really enjoyable sensory overload. <laughs> We're just like this is almost too much for my brain to comprehend. And any time it stops to talk, it is quite bad. That's a shame because like Charles Dance, Kyle Chandler, Vera Farmiga, all good actors. Like, yeah, really you, good actors. Like when I when someone else goes to see it <laughs> and they see what Charles Dance's uh, plan is. Uh, Charles Dance plays a villain. He, dun, dun, dun. Like the like the reasoning behind why the humans are doing what they're doing is like I can't I can't comprehend that anyone was like yeah that's, that's yeah that's that. a great idea Mr. That's, Charles that seems Dance. that seems that seems legit let's okay. get hundreds of people <laughs> behind that uh, and there's there's some major big swings in this as well like just in terms of the story where stuff happens and it reminded me of Aquaman where it was like. What? What's going on here? Uh, but not in a in a fun bonkers way because the first Godzilla almost wanted you to take it very seriously. Yeah, yeah. it was it was it almost a, like a, a long time to get to where it wanted to be. I love. I actually the, really liked the yeah, first the Godzilla. opening of it because that was uh, Gareth Edwards. It was yeah, and, for, and like you know, yeah. even the opening with Brian Cranston and Juliette Binoche is like, oh god, this is a heart wrenching drama. Yeah, um, was and Binoche then, only in it for like five minutes. Though, yeah, and like yeah. those kind of. Uh, Sneak peeks and like little hints at the monster, and you're like, "Oh, there's a bit on the on? ship." I remember he brought down all the the cables was amazingly done, and yeah. then the halo drop. I think that yeah, a lot of people right. because the trailer was so good for that. People are like, "Oh, they were expecting that type of film," which I feel in King of the Monsters is an extended action set piece. Yeah, but the the thing is, like, if the the you, like the first Godzilla built up to a huge action set piece, whereas this is like one huge action set piece mm. after another, which after a while it's kind of like. They're just kind of knocking over buildings again. Yeah. It does look great and sound yeah. great, but 
when there's too much of it, it's it's as big a problem as not enough of it. Is this one of the lightest films you've ever seen? Do you it's think? definitely up there. Like, do go see it on whatever cinema screen you can find that has whatever Omniplex cinema the screen Max. that has. Yes, that has the best sound system because 100%. it's really really good. And the new monsters they've created, they all have their own like individual vocal sounding thing. Yeah. And especially that King Ghidorah, that's the one with the three heads. When that screeches, you're like, oh, it's, <laughs> it's like goosebumpy kind of unnerving stuff. It's like Rory in the shower whenever the cold water comes on. Well, I like the fact. Why do you know that? <laughs> I like the fact they kind of set up the shared universe with the uh, what's the mysterious company that was set up at the end of Sco- yeah with Skull yeah. Islands. And I I love Skull Island. I thought yeah. it was just a really clever, stupid, big, loud film, you know. Uh, but it had a little, just enough character to kind of keep you keep you hooked. Um, but I, when I saw the trailer for this, I was like, yes, I'll 100% uh, be here for it. And let's face it, like, if it is just a big, loud film, like, it's summer. This is what I you know, want, yeah. you know? I know, and like, yeah, I agree. But the, the, the plot that they pinned it to is so stupid that it, it does undermine mm. all the good work. Uh, it is, I still enjoyed it, but I do wish, like, the director had stayed on, but I do wish someone else had written it. Any okay. uh, posts? Credit teasers, aren't they? Yeah, like yeah. Okay, there sure is. There's one that is really live ones. Well, I actually asked the director. It's up on. Uh, it will be up on the Joe website soon. Uh, what it meant, and he tells us. Well, well excellent. Because in Skull Island, have the sound of Mothra or something like that at the or, uh, uh, effect or something like that. Skull Island. The end of Skull Island was like that. Basically, like Tim, Tim, Tom Hiddleston, and future wife Brie Larson. Uh, That's me- Rory's future wife, not, <laughs> not Tom Hiddleston's future wife. Uh, just meeting up with the first people to create Monarch, and they're like, "Look what we've done, and this is why." Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this one sets up something big for Godzilla v Kong. Okay, I know how you get bigger than this and the Seventeen Meg. Monsters. Jurassic of course, Park, Pacific yeah, Rim. Yeah, put all them all together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're really pushing this film. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's Godzilla King of the Monsters. Go and see it on as big and as loud an Omniplex screen as you can. Uh, one of the other uh, releases this week is Ma. Um, which is the latest horror Your from Bloom House. <laughs> I know, I feel like this film's going to go down well in Ireland, just with a lot of like, your ma, my ma, ma, this ma. 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 Um, but, uh, yeah. Or if you go into the cinema, can I have two tickets to, to your ma? <laughs> to your ma, please. Yeah, ma. Um, so, uh, yes, before we hear uh, the review of the film, here's a little look at ma. Crazy. Excuse me, can you buy some booze for my friends and I? <sighs> Not interested. Please? Oh, there's my girl. This never happened, okay? Thanks again for doing this, ma'am. You guys want to party like rock stars? Follow me. Let's get drunk! The bar is open. What do you think? We don't know this chick. It ain't much, but it's all you. Cool basement. You're free to do whatever you want down here, but nobody go upstairs. This is so sick. Welcome to Mars. What? Love Ma. It's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> How did she get our numbers? You know where the party is. Mm. Those earrings are beautiful, Maggie. You got a sweet mama, huh? Who are you with? Just some kids from school. <laughs> you have a boyfriend. <laughs> Men are dogs. There's something off about Ma. Octavia Spencer looks like she is having the time of her life in this film. Mm. Um, the trailer goes from that kind of everything's cool and happy and fluffy to oh my god, she's completely insane. <laughs> um, so what's the film about? Well, Octavia Spencer plays Ma, who, Ma. who is uh, initially a friendly enough kind of neighbour in the town who a group of teens are like, can you buy us alcohol so we can go drink in this abandoned warehouse? Standard and, request. Yeah. And she does because she's like cool. Signed. Uh, and then someone calls the police and they're like, you can't drink in this abandoned warehouse. It's not safe. And also you're kids. <laughs> so the next time Ma's like, why don't you just party in the basement of my house? And I'd rather you were safer here knowing that you're not doing anything stupid. That's a, such a lovely no motherly light. thing to no do. Red no red going off no my party in my locked yes, basement. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> and so she... Um, she, the kids come over and then they are like, oh, Ma's really cool, blah, blah, blah. And Ma starts acting kind of creepy towards them all, very, um, uh, very like ownership over them. Mm. Like she's like, I'm one of you, but also like don't don't wrong me. Or She's ever, a smother mother. Ever. Okay, a smama. A smama. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and it all starts to spin out from there. Luke Evans is in it as well. Yeah. And Juliet. 
thumb sucker from Thora Birch. No, from Juliet Lewis. Yes, from Cape Fear. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, like there's a, an impressive cast. It's written and directed, I think, by Tate Taylor, who did The Help. So I feel like he must have been like, "Oh, this is my us, or this is my yeah. get out." Uh, it's not. It's oh. super not. Uh, when you, the reasoning behind her flip, okay, is so offensive. It is so offensive. Really offensive. Like okay. I, I'm waiting for a, a huge backlash, like a reaction to yeah, the film. To okay, this because the like. I think they're trying to set it up almost like Carrie without the um, superpowers, where it's like they, someone has done something wrong to her and she's going to get revenge. But the the thing that they did wrong is like when she when you see what they did, I was like, yeah, great, all right, do what you need to do because like and, and they're making her out to be the bad guy. I was like, no, no, uh, I can't oh, talk about it. But right, it's, yeah, I feel like I really want to see this. Yeah, thing. I know that's really because yeah, yeah. I wasn't expecting that at all. Uh, yeah, like it's. I, I'm waiting for uh, there will be think pieces and long reads about how okay. they have mishandled. This sounds like I need to learn to read. <sighs> Like almost like as if it would be worth bit, it. It's a bit late now. <laughs> no, I'm, I can give it a go. Just <laughs> got a few get, years. Just keep getting by on your looks, uh, charisma, uh, cheerleading talent. I, I, yeah, I got <laughs> yeah, a few years left in me. I think I'll. I think I'll learn to read. Um, okay, is it scary or creepy, or is it kind of like that black? It get from the trailer that it's like a black comedy, like really dark. Um, it, it it has one really good jump scare, and everything else is really heavily signposted. Okay. Uh, it it doesn't it's not really a comedy either no right. like it's mm-hmm. it was it was uh, it was actually okay for the first little bit when you're like why is she and then the second they reveal why you're like oh well, I want no part of this okay so um, I wonder what it is she's really good in it Octavia Octavia Spencer is fantastic yeah. in it she's, well, she's she, is, she is having a great time yeah uh, in a role that like you wouldn't normally see her in well obviously as you said because she was in the help uh, with the director mm. uh, of this film so. He obviously saw something in that film that he was like, we need to make a horror film we need to together tap into that, as well. Like, intensity. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, normally she's like the nice kind of sassy best friend. She's the shape of water as well. Mm. Right, yeah. Um, as the sassy, helpful best friend. And she's sassy mother in uh, Coach Carter as well, mm-hmm. where she gives Samuel L. Jackson a talking to. Um, so, um, right, this is intriguing. Okay, mm. okay. I'm going to go and check that out then. Uh, so okay, <laughs> <laughs> so Ma is in. Uh, is it a good or like a good film to take your mommy to the cinema? Absolutely not. Okay, so I was going to just Can say take, take your, your mom to see my. No, we are not taking each other's mothers to the cinema. Why not? I think that'd be a nice. Um, if you like to that'd be a nice little, yeah. What about your daddy? Could you take your daddy to the cinema? That's it. Cinema daddy. That's crossing. <laughs> cinema daddy. That's crossing a line, lads. <laughs> uh, so if you'd like to take your cinema daddy or mommy <laughs> to see <laughs> my, so uh, Ma Sick. is. In cinemas uh, this week as oh, well. Man, that's what it was <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it's time to move on to competition Good. time. And, uh, Thanks, Daddy. Yeah, for last week's uh, High Clue giveaway, we were giving away tickets to uh, a screening, an advanced screening of Godzilla, King of the Monsters. So there were uh, a bunch of winners off that, but congratulations to Stephen Morris, Andrew Burke, Kaylee Donegan, uh, who won sets of tickets to go and see the film. Last week's High Clue was Magic Cops class friend, mixed up bros, step up at prom, Shady's darling lead. Uh, And as we said for everybody listening, cops was cop apostrophe S and uh, Shady's was shady apostrophe S as well. So I think at the end of last week's show, you guys just, you got it pretty much straight away. So what do you think the answer is? Is it a certain remake of an 80s TV show? 22 Jump Street. (laughs) (laughs) It is not 22 Jump Street. Take away one. So close. Um, I haven't seen the first 20. It is, of course, 21 Jump Street. So if we go back to the high clue there for a second, Magic Cops class friend. Uh, Magic was uh, Magic Cop was in relation to Channing Tatum, Magic Mike, Um, class friend because they are class friends, but they're also in the same class, both in school and in the police academy. Yes. Uh, The second line was mixed up bros, step up a prom, step up another reference to um, Channing Tatum. Uh, The whole climax of the film is at the prom, as any decent high school uh, comedy needs to be. Uh, Mixed up bros because they play. 
brothers undercover and they get their roles mixed up. And the final line was Shady's Darling Lead. Uh, Darling had a capital D because it's in reference to Brie Larson, who plays uh, Wendy Darling, uh, Rory's wife, uh, <laughs> plays Wendy Darling in the school production of Peter Pan. She's also the lead in that play and the lead in the case that they're doing. And Shady was a reference to... Eminem. Eminem. Uh, Eminem, because uh, Jonah Hill... When they one bag it, or one shoulder, isn't it? That's right, one shoulder, two shoulder, but Jonah Hill looks like Eminem with the bleached hair and the white t-shirt whenever he's in high school. So... There's a nice, tasty hint lasagna we for like, you. We like Miller and Lord. We oh, really like Miller geniuses. And Lord. Yeah, definitely. And uh, 21 Jump Street, watched it again recently. 22 Jump Street, so really, like, yeah. It's a shame, actually. I think they're, they're not really going to finish off the trilogy because remember they had that at the end and they had like 20 different ideas. Yeah, that's they just right. They threw the ball out there, yeah. Um, but it is they were a very, so close to making the third one, Men in Black. Yeah, I remember asking John um, Hill that, yeah. A very, very funny film. So 21 Jump Street. But are you ready for this week's high clue? More than ever. I okay, am ready. more than oh. ever. As ready, <laughs> the most ready I've ever been in my life. Okay, so this week's high clue is Fed Suits Tasty Case makes contact with Godfather, face off with the pigs. So Fed Suits Tasty Case makes contact with Godfather, face off with the pigs. And again, for anybody listening, Godfather, it's not one word, it's two separate words. Um, so quick syllable count. Justine? No, she's not here today. Um, <laughs> fed suits tasty case, five. Makes contact with Godfather, seven. Face off with the pigs, five. That's the most nervous part of every show we tweak when I'm like, Getting them wrong. oh God, can I count? Because <laughs> you know I can't read. So it's, it's a toughie. So any ideas on that one? Anything? Come to mind, yeah. but, but without shouting out the answer, oh. got one. Okay, yeah. okay. Roy's face. What are you? What are you? I don't know. Thinking. I'm thinking stuff. Know. Okay, okay. Stuff has been thought of. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So thanks a million to everybody uh, joining us on this week's show. A uh, thank you to Paul. And a thank you to Roy. And a big thank you to Mick, who was working on the show today, and also Shane. Shane. So thanks for all your help and thank you to you for watching. Um, next week's show, again, another jam-packed show. We're going to have stars of X-Men. Too many people. Uh, Dark Phoenix, which is coming up. It's like, I don't know what number of X-Men films we're on now. There's a gazillion is, of them. Uh, the 11th or 12th. Right. So it's one of those. It's up there. Uh, we're also going to have the stars of Late Night as well, Mindy Calling and Emma Thompson as well. So another jam-packed week for you. So um, have a great week, everybody. And uh, yeah, we'll see you then. Yeah. Hopefully. Is that fair enough? <laughs> yeah. I, I plan on being around. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Happy days. Like See I'm you then. On. Bye. <laughs> Please subscribe. <laughs>